This is Tuesday, February 20th. You ever read the story by Oscar Wilde entitled The Picture of Dorian Gray? The story tells of a young man so physically captivating that he drew the attention of a great artist. The artist made Dorian the subject of a portrait, saying he had never seen a face so attractive and pure. When the painting was presented to the young Dorian, he became so enraptured by his own looks that he wished he could live a life and do whatever he pleased without any restraint, and that the, any disfigurement that came from his living would mar only the painting and leave him with all his beauty. Dorian received his wish. His life of indulgence and crime, and even murder, left his physical appearance completely untainted. When he realized that nothing he did would take away his beauty, he descended even further into evil. One day, alone and deep in thought, he uncovered the portrait he had kept hidden for so long. He was overwhelmed by the hideousness of the face that bore the scars of his life. Afraid that he would be found out, he buried the painting among the things he kept in his attic. Now today I retell you Dorian's story because we don't often think of the effects of evil. How being drawn into evil actually changes us, what evil does to us. Now I'll return and tell you the end of Dorian's story, but I want us to hear our scripture text for today. This is Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. They, that's the disciples and Jesus, came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he always kept crying out and cutting himself with stones. Now here we are told what evil has done to the young man that Jesus meets on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And first, we notice his superhuman strength. As we mentioned on Sunday, he seems like the Hulk. He has gained immense power, and no one can control him. Even chains cannot restrain him. You know, this is often what evil promises. Evil will give you power, or status, or position. Now, this promise has been called by Tim Keller, the pastor, a Faustian bargain. Faust is a German legend about a man who made a bargain with the devil, offering his soul in exchange for unlimited knowledge and the enjoyment of worldly pleasures. And indeed, the devil delivers. But Faust has lost his soul in the process, and there's nothing he can do to get it back. And in a sense, this is what we can do. We can sell ourselves out for knowledge or fame or position or wealth, we can lay aside our values and cut corners to move ahead in our careers. We may gain promotions or increase in wealth. But at what cost? When we do, we can end up losing ourselves along the way. We lose what we cannot get back. You see, 
This man that Jesus meets has extraordinary power, but he has become a slave to evil. He is living in death, residing in a cemetery. I want to tell you what happened to Dorian Gray. The pathetic charade all came to an end one day when the artist himself happened on the painting. When he looked at it, he knew what the disfigurement meant. Overcome with grief because he knew what Dorian had become, he went to Dorian and begged him to turn his life around. The artist said, Does it not say somewhere, Come let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's a powerful story. As Dorian had given himself increasingly to evil, though his appearance hadn't changed, he had become nothing more than a demon. Actually, the artist is quoting a passage out of the book of Isaiah as he calls for Dorian to face himself and face God and to deal with what he's done. He is telling Dorian that forgiveness is available to him. In a fit of rage, Dorian grabbed a knife and killed the artist. I think that is what we do in our hearts. We put away the one telling us the truth, even God, rather than dealing with our sin. We don't want anything to be revealed or to come into the light. The climax of the story happens, however, after this, when Dorian is unable to stand the picture any longer. It shows him as he has become ugly and disfigured by his life choices. So he takes a knife to destroy the painting, and the moment he thrusts the knife into the canvas, the picture returns to the beauty it had at first, and Dorian himself lay stabbed to death on the floor. When the servants in his house heard his scream and came to his side, they didn't even recognize him. We would like to entertain and open ourselves to evil for our own gain, but we cannot do it without being destroyed by it. And this is the picture of the man Jesus meets. The good news is that Jesus has the power to set him free and to set us free as well to open the way for him and for us to have a new life. There's nothing so great that Jesus has not already died to cover, died to set us free from it. And this is the gospel. Let's pray. Almighty God, we don't want to admit the power of evil around us or acknowledge the struggle with evil that is in us. Help us to rest in what Jesus has done on our behalf for in his name we pray, amen.